Hey, my name is Bill. And my name is Danny. And we are a, a couple, couple of park, park hoppers. So, you've planned a Disney vacation in 2021. You probably have a lot of questions. We've picked out some frequently asked ones, and we're going to answer them all right now. Let's, Let's hop, hop to it. it. talking about doing this episode for a while and the reason that I think this is a better time than ever is because it's spring break here at the parks and it is busy it is very busy and with all the announcements with the 50th anniversary people are starting to think about taking a Disney vacation and taking a Disney vacation in 2021 is very different than it was in early 2020 and 2019, 2018, and further back. It's very, very different now. And a lot of people have a lot of questions. So rather than a current events type episode like we normally do, we'd figured, hey, there's nine months left in 2021. And a lot of you guys out there, especially those that listen to us, are thinking about coming down here before the end of the year. Exactly. So we figured we'd answer some frequently asked questions about what the Disney experience is like and any other kind of um, questions you may have about booking your vacation or what's happening now, what's not happening now. Details, experiences. Exactly. So we figured we'd kind of clarify uh, a good chunk of those questions that you guys had for you. And another thing is a lot of people sometimes ask us questions and we're more than happy to answer them, but we see a lot of these questions in Disney groups and sometimes people don't answer very nicely because they're asked yeah. so often. Right. But a lot of this information isn't really known. People are genuinely curious about this kind of stuff. And like Danny said, that that's a perfect example on any of these Facebook groups on, on Disney or the secret Disney group or any other, you know, group that's out there. Uh, the, people are very quick to kind of jump down somebody's throat who asks a question that is asked really often. A frequently asked question, if you will. Right. So what we're going to do is we're going to be very nice about it. Yes. And we're going to answer those questions that we thought were the most important ones if you guys are considering coming down here to Orlando before the end of the year. And even, you know, some of these things may continue into 2022. Um, also, all of these things are subject to change. So these things right. are currently true at the time of recording. Things could change before the end of the year. You know, a lot of people are getting their vaccinations, so things could definitely change. But as of right now in mid-March, which is actually yesterday, a year ago is when the park shut down. So weird. In 2020. But right now in the middle of March, March, March 16th is the day of the recording. Um, this, The answers that we give you in this episode are reflective of what is going on right now. Yes. So let's start at, uh, let's just kick it off. I have a ticket to the parks. Can I just go straight there? Well, kind of, yes. Oh, okay. But... To get into the park these days, you also need a park pass reservation. A park pass reservation? What's that? <laughs> Are we going to do it all jovial in this episode? <laughs> Not all well, of what's it. What's that? <laughs> what's that? <laughs> oh boy, that sounds fun. <laughs> um, yes. You First of all, you definitely need a ticket to the parks. So yes, that is your first step. Secondly, you need a park pass reservation, which is a reservation 
through Walt Disney World's website or through the My Disney Experience app uh, to get into the park. That is something separate than your park ticket. You have to go on and you have to select your name in the My Disney Experience uh, section of the website. And then you have to pick which park you want to go to. And then if there's a reservation available, it will allow you to select that theme park. Correct. And the other thing is there are calendars that do show reservation availability. Um, honestly, in our experience, we just book the reservation because sometimes it'll say nothing's available and, you know, you never know. But let's go on to our next question. If I want to visit another park, can I just go? Well, if you have already visited a Disney World park for the day and you are interested in going to a second or third or, or fourth, even park, fourth park. <laughs> yes. Not uh, including the water parks. Now, first off, you do need a park hopper ticket or have an annual pass that involves park hopping. There you go. Um, you have to go to the first park before 2 p.m. And then after 2 p.m., you can go and scan into the next park without making a park pass reservation as long as there is availability at that park. Now, so, there, now there are cast members for if people who are going to park hop via Disney transportation. There are cast members at the buses or at the Skyliner or whatever you plan on doing that will tell you whether or not the park is at capacity. There's also a phone number that you can call, and it's an automated message. And I'm going to give you guys some information here. Take this number down. It's 407 WDW Disney. No, just kidding. 407 560 That's 407 560 If you call that number, it'll be an automated message that will basically tell you uh, what theme parks are available for park hopping or if any are at capacity and you can't visit them after two o'clock. So the answer to that is, um, can you just go? No. No. But can you park hop? Yes, after 2 p.m. There you go. Uh, there are no park reservations available for when I want to go. Am I out of luck? Well, you're not totally out of luck. And here's the reason. Those park pass reservations are kind of fluid. So there, Disney puts out a certain amount of park pass reservations for um, hotel guests, for people who buy tickets, and then also for annual pass holders. Right. Now, a lot of times there will be, those are different numbers. So they might be sold out in one section and maybe annual pass holders are still available. Or like before, um, when the parks first opened, annual passes would be sold out, but you would have a lot of hotel um, reservations that were still available. So um, the answer to that is no, you're not out of luck. Continue checking. There are people who make reservations and cancel them. Um, some people may, you know, change their mind at the last minute, go to a different park. There's also a chance that Disney may take reserve park pass reservations from one section and move them to another. But it doesn't matter how those reservations pop up. Keep checking. Check the day of. Check the day before. If you're here and you don't have a park pass reservation, continue checking through the day. You might just be able to grab one at the last minute. And here's another kind of a pro tip, like we mentioned in our last question about the park hopping. It, very rarely are all four parks full with reservations. It's you know it's spring break this week and it's it's very busy and a lot of the parks are full. Some of them are are, are full all day, but 
on a little bit of a slower time or, you know, just uh, whenever you may be here, if you can't get, say, you want to go to Hollywood Studios. Now, the, we have another question that involves something with Hollywood Studios a little bit later. But say you want to go to Hollywood Studios and all the reservations are gone. If you can make an Epcot reservation, go ahead and do that. Go ahead and enjoy Epcot. Go ahead and enjoy Magic Kingdom in the morning. And then if that number says that you can go to Hollywood Studios in the afternoon, because a lot of people do leave Hollywood Studios after a certain time, you can park up over to Hollywood Studios. Correct. So, so you're not out of luck for going to the park that you really want to go to if you have a park hopper ticket and you actually need to do it that way. You just have to be flexible. Yeah. Now, speaking of being flexible, there's no mask mandate in Florida. Are masks still required at Walt Disney World? Oh, they sure are. What? Oh, yeah. Masks are certainly still required at Walt Disney World. There is a mask mandate in Orange and Osceola counties where Walt Disney World is located. Okay. And also, pretty much anywhere you go on Disney property, you're required to wear a mask unless... You are actively eating or drinking and are stationary. Huh. I think I've heard that somewhere. Yeah. Well, every 10 minutes over the <laughs> loudspeaker at all of the parks. And written some places in the parks? And, yeah. And, and on signs that cast members are holding. And on it's, stickers it's on the ground. It's literally beating you over the head. And notifications to your phone. And if you're ignoring it, you're kind of a, a jerk. Yes. So, uh, like That's I said. That's a nice way of putting yeah. it. Yeah. So, during photos... On rides, pretty much anywhere on property, you are required to wear your mask. Now, Disney did just release some brand new dining mask rules. Uh, they actually updated them uh, a couple of days ago. I believe it was at the end of February, about two weeks ago. And uh, the official language is that uh, before you dine at Walt Disney World Resort, be please be aware that you'll need face coverings for each guest age two and up which must be worn in all public areas and can only only be removed by, while actively eating or drinking. Face coverings must be worn while standing, waiting, or sitting in dining locations. Dining reservations are highly recommended and are required in some locations. Now, when you first read that, there's kind of some gray area, the way that's worded. Do I have to put my mask on in between bites? I don't believe so. <laughs> no. I don't think so. No. I, haven't, I haven't had confirmation from Disney that tells me otherwise, but... I do believe that the new rule is you keep your mask on at all times, basically until you get your drink and or your food. So that means you keep your mask on while you order with the cast member. And until your food and drink arrive at your table, you're supposed to keep your mask on. Sure. That, I feel like that makes sense. And I, I feel like that just keeps people from just going in, taking off their masks, talking to the cast members waiting for food and drink. And once you're done, you know, you put it on. So you just have it on unless you're actively eating or drinking or have something in front of you that you're enjoying. And it might take a little bit to get used to because depending on where you're from, whether you're from a different state or even just here in Florida, outside of Walt Disney World, the, the rules are a little bit different. You know, you can, once you sit down at a table in a restaurant, you're allowed to take your mask off, off right. of Disney property. But Disney being private property, they make their own rules. And they want you to wear your mask while you order with the cast member until you're actively eating or drinking, which I guess makes sense. Um, so definitely keep that in mind when you guys are at uh, any dining reservation or sit-down dining establishment at Walt Disney World. And also, one thing that I do want to note is please go to Disney World's website and check which masks are currently allowed in yes. parks. Also, if you're not wearing your mask over your nose and your mouth, 
you're doing it wrong. <laughs> so please make sure that when you are wearing those masks that Disney allows in their parks, that we can't see your nose. Right. Don't make those wonderful cast members work 10 times harder <laughs> by telling you to cover your nose. Yes. Because that's not how it works. No. There's a reason that when we test for the virus, the swab goes up your nose. Yep. So please make sure that whatever masks <laughs> you're wearing, <laughs> that, <laughs> that it covers your mouth and your nose. I want that on a t-shirt, a passive aggressive t-shirt to wear to the parks. But yes. Um, so what's our next question? Uh, how can I prepare for getting food at the parks? Now, there's multiple ways you can enjoy food at Walt Disney World. Well, first off, you can bring your own food and drink. Um, no alcohol. So please don't, you know, bring a yeah. six pack into the park. You can bring chips and sandwiches and sodas and Gatorades and waters, whatever you want to bring, but no alcohol. You could bring a whole rotisserie chicken into the park. <laughs> Shout out to Rachel and Rob. Yes. For a Publix fried chicken. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> or sushi. Yes. I don't know. I don't know if I recommend bringing sushi to. In uh, unless the you're going to eat it right away. Yes. Probably not. But yes, you can bring in your own food and drink. Um, what I do recommend, what we recommend, is make sure that you have my Disney experience all set up before you come to the parks. Yeah. Because currently, the quick service at the parks is a lot different than in the past. So what they are currently doing is that if you, there is some place you want to eat, you go into My Disney Experience, you find that place, um, you find a time that is available. So usually it's sometimes pretty close to when you want to eat um, at that time. You can do it for later. If it's someplace like Woody's Lunchbox that is very popular, it may be a couple hours. So make sure you are planning ahead. And what you're able to do is you're able to order in the app. You're able to pay in the app. And then as soon as it's ready, they send you a notification. You walk up and they let you pick up your food and sit down and eat. So they don't let you into the dining establishments, the quick service dining establishments, like Danny mentioned, Woody's Lunchbox or Pinocchio Village House or Cosmic Rays or any of those quick service spots. They don't let you come in and order at a counter anymore. I don't believe there may be one for people who don't have a smartphone or anything like that. I think it's more like but they will accommodate yeah, if necessary, but it's not recommended. They are highly recommending that you mobile order ahead of time. Yes. And so they don't let you into the establishment to sit down and eat until your mobile order is ready and you pick it up at the counter. That kind of limits the capacity inside the restaurant and allows them to continue to socially distance tables. And so your your order is kind of called in order as tables open up. And that's how that works. Yeah. And they do, you know, clean and disinfect all the tables and right. stuff. So they are doing a great job of making sure that, you know, they're not too crowded. There's plenty of space. But we definitely recommend having that My Disney experience all set up before you come to the parks, including your payments. So um, now what about our sit-down dining reservations? Yeah, so in the past, you used to be able to book advanced dining reservations six months in advance. That's so crazy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> who, who knows what they want to eat six months from now? Well, here's the thing. If you don't live here, you're dreaming about Disney food oh, months yeah, in advance. For sure. So. For sure. But now, instead of 180, you can actually only book advanced dining reservations 
60 days out, so two months in advance. Okay. And so they're a little bit more available for people that are planning their trips. So don't fret if you're if you're planning on going to Disney World in September and your dining reservation isn't available, it's because it's not available. It's right. not available to anyone right now. It won't be available until July for your September trip. And one thing I do want to recommend is if you do not get your dining reservation, continue to look just yes. like with Park Pass reservations. However, what we have found is... It is a lot harder to find dining reservations the day before or the day of. Day before, sometimes it's hit or miss. Sometimes you get lucky with something. The day of, it can be very, very slim picking. So yeah. you're probably going to be closer to mostly getting quick service. But um, definitely make sure that you are booking those ahead of time. But you don't have as big of a window. So you're not booking six months out, just those two months. So definitely keep checking your My Disney Experience app and, and go to make an advanced dining reservation and just see what day that you are available to make a reservation for. Because if you have link, a tickets linked to your account... It'll, tell, it'll show up in blue on the calendar which days you're able to book for. Right. So, and then to Danny's point, there's a lot of places that are really popular. Like, Be Our Guest used to be. It's not so super popular anymore. Yeah. But now, like, Ogus Cantina is, is a place that's really popular for advanced dining reservations. And you, if you don't get one right away, you're probably not going to get one. However, Disney does still have that policy in place where if you do not cancel your dining reservation 24 hours in advance, you're charged $10 per person in your party. Right. So the day before, you may see dining reservations open up if you're, if you're planning on going to Hollywood Studios tomorrow and you go on and check Ogus Cantina. And you may see one there because somebody decided that they weren't going to go to Ogas anymore and they canceled their reservation. It's not guaranteed, but it's a possibility and it's a better possibility than uh, than getting one you know, after that 60-day window opens up. And I do want to have a little tip for you guys. If there's something that you don't get and you're so upset about, you can actually go to mousedining.com. And you can sign up to receive notifications when dining becomes available. Oh, that's cool. Now, that is something that I believe like vacation planners use. So there's an option to be able to um, get it for free. And then there's an option to get like even more and you have to pay monthly. I think it's like 10 bucks a month or something like that. And that's not directly affiliated with Disney. Is it, it is not. However, like let's just say you want to go to Ogus Cantina and you put in a notification for these days and these times. If something pops up, you'll get a notification so you can go in and try to snag that. Gotcha. So it's a little, you know, if, if, if your heart is set on something, I definitely recommend doing that because I've heard of a lot of people being successful with that. Awesome. That's a now, good tip. Now, speaking of making reservations, how do I make a fast pass in 2021? I love making fast passes. Right now, it's a big womp womp. What? No fast passes are available right now in 2021. There is no fast pass available until further notice. Fast pass has been done away with, at least for now. It may come back in the future, but there is nothing out there that says it will be coming back. So if you plan on booking those fast passes like you have in the past you cannot do that right now 
all the lines are standby unless you have a uh, disability access service, and then you end up going through the FastPass queue after you come back for your return time. But that's the only time you're available to go through the FastPass queue. Well, they also have single rider, or not single riders, uh, child swap. Child swap, yes. So child swap also does that, or if your ride breaks down, they may give you a time to come back. So Correct. those are the three instances that you could possibly use that FastPass line. And because you brought it up, single rider line is not available. And I mean, to say single rider as, just as of right out. now anyway <laughs> um the wait times and the lines at walt disney world look long are they as bad as they look they sure are i'm just kidding they're really not um so the long length is actually due to social distancing yes. so there are days that we will go and those lines look absolutely ridiculous put it into perspective the slinky dog dash line i've seen extended all the way back to walt disney presents Oh, no. <laughs> but it was only like a 60 or 70 minute wait at that point. Right. And that's pretty average for that ride. I've We've also seen um, Haunted Mansion yeah. uh, go, that line go all the way almost to we, Splash Mountain. Yeah. Yeah. It's at least gone down towards uh, Country Bear Jamboree and down into Frontierland that way. And even that line was only 30 minutes. Yeah. And I would see it and be like, yeah, right. But then when we wait on the line, everything's fine. Now, again, that long length of the line is due to social distancing. Now, those wait times are usually shorter than the posted time is what we found. Right. So they're usually kind of um, cushioning that time so that if it is longer, they do clean the ride vehicles, all that stuff that, you know, you're still waiting at least um, the amount of time that is posted, not more. Now, we have experienced some lines that were the actual time that was posted. However, I would say the majority of times the line is actually shorter than the time posted. But I, we can't guarantee that. Don't hold that against us if you get in a line that says 60 minutes and you end up waiting 60 minutes. It, it, in our experience in the last few months, it has been a little bit shorter, but there are some times where the lines are the length that they give you or even longer, depending on like what Danny said. They clean the, the ride vehicles every two hours, and then for rides like Toy Story Mania or Buzz Lightyear's Space, Space Ranger Spin, where you have to actually physically touch things, they actually clean those once an hour. Okay. Well, the other thing is, you know, I, I have just found that on during really busy times like spring break you may find that that wait time is correct yes but on normal times um i think that you know you can maybe you know bet that you might be looking at a shorter wait time well the best part about having just standby lines is that even though sometimes the lines are long they pretty much don't stop moving and back in the days where you had fast pass where the ratio of fast pass to standby line people that would be let into the attraction were was usually about 10 to 1. So FastPass would go 10 people for, for every one person in the standby line. So the standby line was always super long and you always stood in one place for a long time. And so now that is completely gone and the line pretty much always moves forward once you get in it. Now speaking of nice. standing in one place, there's something new in those queues. Yeah, so be aware on the ground there are social distance queue markings. Now they put down markings every six feet for you to kind of use as a guide to stand six feet apart from the party in front of you or in back of you. 
Um, now, as the lines get longer, those cue markings tend to, the official cue markings tend to disappear, and it's usually kind of tape on the ground, or cast members will kind of show you where to stand. But just be aware of the six feet for now while we're still going through all this COVID stuff, and just be aware of the of the cue markings on the ground, um, just to, so you have an idea of where to stand in the line. Yeah, and that's the biggest thing. Be aware. There have been so many times that I'm standing in line, and I'm trying to, like, very subtly let the party behind us know please stop crawling up my back (laughs) and sometimes i'm not gonna lie sometimes i'm like it irks me yeah like would you like to sit on my shoulders like yeah i can feel you breathing on your on down my neck with your mask are you gonna wrap your arms (laughs) around me because i'm taken like (laughs) i just be aware of the cue markings. Hey, none of that, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Knock that off. Yeah. So be aware of the cue markings. It's put there for your safety. And also, the people in front of you probably don't want you to join their party. I'm sure you're a very nice person yeah. if you're listening. But you know what? We're all trying to just get through this. We're, we're doing a great job. And one other point that I just thought of that wasn't in our notes here is that one reason why some of the lines actually move pretty quickly is because a lot of the pre-show elements are no longer running. Yes. You know, you go on Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway and you don't go into that theater for 90 seconds to watch the movie while the line stops behind you. You literally just walk right through the theater and you get on the ride. Nothing can stop us now, including a pre-show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the Haunted Mansion stretching room is not working right now. Yeah. And so you basically just walk right into the Haunted Mansion through the queue. So it's it's kind of nice. It, you know, it takes away some of the magic a little bit when you don't get to do those those pre-show things that the Imagineers thought up. But they will return at some point. Uh, but right now, it helps the line move along a little bit faster, which is nice. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I have another question. Yeah. When do the parades and fireworks take place now? So as of right now, there are no scheduled parades and no fireworks shows at the time of this recording on March 16th, 2021 at any of the Walt Disney World parks. Whoa, 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 wait. Even Fantasmic? Even Fantasmic. Oh my goodness. Even Happily Ever After. Now, is there anything available? Now, if you want to see your favorite characters like Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Goofy, Pluto, the Fab Five. If you want to see Goofy and you want to see Max and you want to see Clarabelle Cow for some reason. (laughs) That's why I'm there. If you want to see Huey, Dewey, Louie, you want to see Timon, you want to see Pocahontas and Miko, you want to see Chip and Dale, who else is in in Winnie the Pooh, Fantasyland (laughs) Friends, Gaston. You want to see everybody? You can see them right now at all four parks. Not all of those characters at all four parks, but these character cavalcades happen at all four parks. And all the princesses, too. And the princesses, too. However, there is no schedule for the cavalcades, so people don't gather in one place waiting for it like we used to do for the 2 o'clock Festival of Fantasy Parade. Now, these things just kind of keep rolling through uh, Magic Kingdom, they roll through Animal Kingdom on the water, which is really cool. They roll through Hollywood Studios and they roll through Epcot around World Showcase at random times during the day. There's no schedule on the My Disney Experience app or WaltDisneyWorld.com that will tell you when these cavalcades are happening. But if you catch one, they're really cool and it's great to see the characters out and about. And in our experience, um, if you wait about an hour and a half in like around the parade route, especially um, Magic Kingdom, yes, especially Magic Kingdom, um, weather permitting, um, you probably see all of them within an hour and a half. So if yeah. you're looking to like chill and you know have some food and stuff like that, grab some food, wait for the cavalcades, hang out. You could even go shopping, and as soon as you hear music, pop out and see the cavalcades. I'm really hoping that things 
are different come the fall. But last fall was really cool because they actually switched up the character cavalcades. We had a villain's cavalcade. That was my favorite. <laughs> in, in the in the Christmas time, we had holiday cavalcades. So they weren't the same thing every day, no matter what. You know, you had different cavalcades on different days and different characters that you wouldn't normally see during the season. Like you saw, you know, Maleficent was in one and the Evil Queen and Jack Skellington and Sally was really cool. And so it, it, Disney's doing a really good job of you being able to see the characters, whether or not you're able to kind of meet and greet them right now. Yeah. So I really do hope that those are here to stay. But let me ask you, what characters can you meet right now? Uh, right now, you cannot meet any characters. What? However, there are socially distanced photo ops that they do have that are actually popping up a lot more now, which is yeah, really cool. Yeah, we are you wanna, seeing you those talk a lot. about a couple of those? Yeah, so there are no official meet and greets happening currently. Now, it depends on where you are. I feel like we see the most uh, socially distanced photo ops at Epcot. Yeah. Because yep. they, have, they seem to have the ability to have socially distanced photo ops um, in all areas of the park without too many people gathering. Right. So we've seen characters like Winnie the Pooh, characters from Inside Out, mm -hmm. Alice in Wonderland. We've seen Mary, uh, Poppins. Mary Poppins. I've heard that... Um, Elsa and Anna. Elsa, oh, yeah, Elsa and Anna. Uh, we've seen... We've heard that like Chip and Dale have been out. So we've heard all sorts of uh, different socially distanced character meet and greets. And I actually saw a TikTok the other day where Mickey was out on the uh, in front of the castle. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know if it was like, I don't know when it was from, but they were dancing with Mickey. And oh, that's fun. Yeah. I was so, um, I don't know. Yay. And, and, and Let's bring stage shows back. Oh, I, miss, <laughs> I miss stage shows so much. Um, but there also is an option for those of you who are going, what? I love meeting my characters. There's still character dining, but this is also a little different. Um, and the way this is different is just like everything else, it's socially distanced. So what that means, and you can go back and listen to some of our previous episodes. We've done some character dining. Yes. And uh, what that basically means is you stay at your table and the characters come and visit you at a distance. So you do have a, an option to get some photos. They're not going to be the same. There's no selfies. Um, I mean, I guess it kind of is you, a selfie. You can do selfies, but you can't pose the characters. You can't hug the characters. You can't kiss the characters like you used to. Yeah, so um, you can take a distanced selfie. Yeah, exactly. So there is character dining if you want to meet at a distance your characters. But I will say that I think cavalcades are probably the best opportunity to see and interact with them. Completely agree with that. Um, now, how does Disney socially distance shows? So currently, Disney is socially distancing shows by doing things like skipping rows and seats blocked off uh, for parties of four, and bigger parties do need to separate into fours. That's a really good point, because you say you have a family of seven, and you've got a mom, dad, and five kids. God bless you. Um, <laughs> I've seen bigger parties. Yeah, so you go to a show and say you want to go see Carousel Progress. In there, the half the rows are going to be blocked off, but then in the rows that are open, you're only going to have four open seats, then you're going to have three blocked seats, and then four more open seats. So they will not allow you to sit in the seats that are blocked, so the seven folks will have to sit four and three. Okay. So that's how they're doing that right now. And yes, I know that you don't have to necessarily social distance from your own party, but that's how they have it set up, just so we don't. there's no confusion and you sit in parties of four. That's how that works. Okay. And, and Frozen... 
the Frozen Singalong at Hollywood Studios is the only live show currently running at Walt Disney World. Okay. At the time of recording. So Correct. Yes. <laughs> tomorrow could bring new news, but as of the time of this recording, that is currently the only live show running at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Which is tough because Hollywood Studios has like four or five live shows that you could normally go to. So the the crowds are not exactly dispersing away from the rides. I just want to go ugly cry at Phantasmic again. Yeah, Phantasmic, Beauty and the Beast, Indiana Jones. Uh, I believe the Disney Junior Dance ugly. Party is running. <laughs> I was going to say I don't ugly cry at any see of Fancy the Fancy Nancy. Fancy Nancy. And Dr. McStuffins. Dr. McStuffins. <laughs> What's the other one? Vampirina? Vampirina, yeah. yeah. There, you can actually see all them in a character cavalcade at Hollywood it's Studios. It's a Disney Junior party all night. All night. All night. That Apparently, fun. yeah. <laughs> um, well, let me ask you this: what are what security measures are happening with COVID? So, Disney has made some kind of drastic changes to the security process for getting into the parks, and one of them is awesome. Uh, security doesn't actually directly touch your stuff anymore, which is great. I love this. They wear gloves and they have like the little sticks to look through your bag if there's anything suspicious in there. Um, yeah, because you always bring in suspicious stuff in there. You know me. Um, but the best thing that they ever did because of COVID was the state-of-the-art metal detectors that you actually walk right through. Now... There are some exceptions for items, and it will beep you, which will send you over to a security guard who will then use gloves and a stick to peek through your bag. But you uh, you basically just walk right through these two things that kind of look like airplane wings, and it scans all your stuff, and you can leave your phone, your keys, everything on you. But you need to take out things like umbrellas, external batteries, large water bottles, and I figured out what made me beep the other day. Remember it? when we went to Disney Springs yeah. and I got beeped? It was my um, reading glasses or like not like my glasses. Oh. Apparently like the metal in glasses um, sets it off. Oh, weird. Yeah. Interesting. I, I, I saw somebody saying that they always get beeped and they started holding it out. Um, and so if you have glasses, I had glasses in my case because we went to go see a movie. Are you wearing Dwight Schrute glasses? No, I was just Those wearing metal like, frames. No, I was just wearing my regular, <laughs> I just had my regular glasses. Yeah. Um, but also <laughs> pro tip, don't take pictures of the security. Yeah, don't do that. Cause they'll yell at you. Uh-huh. And <laughs> even if you, you don't know, there's just no reason for you to do that. Now, what else do they do for security measures? Now, right now, as of right now, they still do temperature checks for every guest that comes into the park. So everyone who walks in, even before you go through security and scan your magic bands, they're going to take your temperature. And if you have a, a fever, they'll what they'll do is they'll actually send you to a cooling tent just to see, because Florida gets hot. It gets really hot. If you wear a hat, you know, sometimes your forehead gets really hot and you could show a temperature on the infrared thermometers. Now, we've never had any issues. The other thing is I feel like if you have a temperature like you'll feel it. You know what I mean? The like, only time I ever got stopped at a temperature check was one day where it was actually kind of cold that we went to Animal Kingdom and I was wearing a winter hat and sometimes my head gets kind of hot in the winter hats. Oh, I do remember that. And so I, I lifted it up and she was like, oh, that's kind of high. I'm going to shoot your neck instead. And it that's came aggressive. up. Yeah. <laughs> and it came up like 97 point whatever. Right. So sometimes they'll, if, if they don't, if they get a temperature that's a little high on your forehead, which is where they shoot everybody, um, they'll check your neck or the, like the side of your neck 
uh, just to see if we can get a temperature there as well. But if you end up going into one of the cooling tents, they'll let you hang out in there for, you know, five to ten minutes and see if you can cool down. They got fans and water and stuff in there. Because, like we said, Florida does get hot, and sometimes you can show a temperature on these maybe not so super accurate all the time thermometers. Right. Um, so, and then they'll shoot you again and see if your your temperature went down. And if you are not below 100.4, you will not be admitted into the park. Yeah, but I mean, we've like we've had one instance out of like yeah. many, many, many visits. Right. So we went I, all summer without getting beeped. So yeah, I if you're worried about that, don't be. There's you guys should not be worried about that. Right. Now here's a question that we see posted in Disney groups every single day, every day, multiple times, yep. and that's okay. People want to know, but. You're going to hear it right now, so you don't have to post right about it. <laughs> and what's the question? <laughs> How do I get a boarding pass for Rise of the Resistance? Well, in order for you to get a boarding pass for Rise of the Resistance, first off, you must have a park pass reservation for that day. Um, you cannot... At Hollywood Studios. At Hollywood Studios, yes. So you cannot park hop there and get a, get a uh, park pa- or get a boarding pass for Rise of the Resistance. The reason for that is because those boarding passes drop at 7 a.m. from anywhere you are. You can book it from anywhere you are. You don't have to be in the park because the park doesn't open till 9 or 10. Yes, so 7 a.m. you can do it anywhere. Um, as from long your as your house, you, your hotel, anywhere. As long as you have that park pass reservation. And then at 1 o'clock, where you must be inside the park. Now, if you guys have kind of put it together already, one o'clock, those boarding passes drop. Two o'clock, you can park hop. And I will tell you, those boarding passes do not last that long. Uh -uh. So because of that, in order to get a boarding pass for Rise of the Resistance, you have to have that uh, park pass reservation, and then you either have to snag it at 7 a.m. from anywhere, or at 1 p.m. from inside Disney's Hollywood Studios. When are all the new rides and attractions Disney announced going to open? Ooh, that's a very good question. So the only announced attraction that we have an opening date for is going to be Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, and that is going to be on October the 1st of 2021. Which is the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World. And I will say that currently there are no park pass reservations available for that. Currently, but we are still sitting at what Disney is saying is 35% capacity. I, as an educated guess, I would imagine that capacity is probably going to be raised for the 50th anniversary. Yeah, especially as we, you know... People continue to get vaccinated over the next few months. And so... Just keep an eye on the reservations if you really want to go on October 1st. You know, maybe a couple months from now, there's going to be plenty of them available. So what do we not have official dates for? We don't have official dates for the Tron Light Cycle Run at Magic Kingdom, the Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind at Epcot, or the beginning of the Harmonious Show, the new Fireworks Spectacular at Epcot. And uh, we were expecting all of these things to be open by the 50th anniversary when they were first announced at D23 a couple of years ago. Right. However, with the park shut down and capital expenditures being pushed back to um, different dates, um, we are expecting that most will be uh, available for us or for our enjoyment 
on or after October 1st or even in 2022. I did want to uh, tack on one thing for that. We also don't know when they are going to close um, Spaceship Earth or Splash Mountain for the reimagining of either of those. There are no dates for that currently. Right. Now, the last I heard was that Spaceship Earth was suspended indefinitely. Right. However, I did hear that Splash Mountain was being expedited. And that was a long time ago. So who knows? (laughs) Stay tuned to Disney for official announcements. We don't really know. And if we do find out anything, we will surely pass it along. I don't want to buy Memory Maker. Can't I just have cast members take pictures on my cell phone? No way, Jose. Why not? Because cast members are currently not allowed to touch your stuff. They're not allowed to touch your phone. Uh, But in personal experience, I haven't done a Disney vacation in many years without having Memory Maker. And Memory Maker is definitely worth it if you take advantage of the PhotoPass photographers. Now, granted, some of the photo pass uh, opportunities like you know when you meet BB-8 or you meet Kylo Ren at the Star Wars launch bay sad face that stuff isn't happening <laughs> right now which is a whole uh, is a nice added value to the to the memory maker stuff absolutely uh, but if you want to have photos that are professional looking and they commemorate your Disney vacation I would definitely still do memory maker regardless yeah so Honestly, here's the other thing. I don't really like touching people's phones even before COVID because, I mean, I just think that everybody probably brings their phone to the bathroom and I don't want to touch your phone. And so um, after COVID, that's just something that I think is good that we don't have to make cast, cast members do. Yeah. And remember, if you guys get Memory Maker, just remember, every photo you take with a cast member and or photo regardless in the parks you will need to have your mask on for the photos. Over your nose and your mouth. (laughs) Over your noses. Yep, exactly. Um, Can I park at a resort during the day and take Disney transportation around property? You cannot. No. Right now, you need a hotel reservation or a dining reservation at the hotel to be able to park at the resort. Now, parking at parks is free for most annual pass holders, but it is currently $25 per car for general parking. Now, I know a lot of people who used to uh, go park at the Contemporary and walk over to Magic Kingdom because it's a little bit easier than taking the uh, your car to the Ticket and Transportation Center and then having to take either the bus, monorail, or ferry over to Magic Kingdom. It's a little bit faster. But right now, like Danny said, there's no uh, parking unless you have a reservation at that resort or you have a dining reservation at a restaurant which is inside that resort, like Chef Mickey's is at the Contemporary or um, anything like that. Well, I want you to ask the next question. (laughs) Danny, is pin trading currently available? It is currently available, but it is uh, available in kind of a limited way. So I actually watched some videos on this recently. Do tell. And I actually want to try pin trading soon. So um, the way this works is you actually um, find the pin trading areas. So they're they're available at every park. I believe that they're available at Disney Springs, but I'm not 100% sure about that. But wherever pin trading is available, you take your pins that you're open to trading and you go to the area and they are going to have a cork board with pins up on it that have been sanitized. Now, each pin is going to have a number under it. Now, what you can do is you can tell the cast member, I would like number... 13 and whatever that pin is they're going to take that pin off and they're going to give it to you 
Now the pin that you're gonna trade it for, you're actually going to hold on to the backing and you're gonna take your pin and you're gonna put it into a box. So it's gonna be a, like a shoe box almost with a hole at the top. And you're gonna drop it in there and then a Disney cast member at the end of the day is going to take all those pins and sanitize them so they can be traded in the future. That's really cool. Yeah, so they're trying to make it safer so that you know you're not just trading willy-nilly and you know they're they're trying to make take that extra step to be safer and still make pin trading available because a lot of people are really into that. They sure are. And it's it's kind of crazy when you see, when you meet somebody who's into pin trading how much they're into it. Um, I personally don't partake much, but I know you, you're kind of talking about maybe getting into it. And we know a lot of people that are super into it, and that's awesome. I don't necessarily know if I really want to like become a pin trader, so to say. But I would like to experience the what pin trading is like. Because it's just like every once in a while when I see it, I'm like, oh, that looks like a cute pin. I've never seen that before, but I don't know if I really want to, you know, become like a, a professional pin trader, like just like a casual pin trader. Yeah. yeah. So we went over a bunch of questions. I know there's a lot more out there. And if you guys have any questions that you want to ask us, always please hit us up on social media. But the one question that we kind of wanted to end with was, is it worth taking a Disney vacation in 2021? And is the magic still there? So we absolutely think that the magic is still there however we do want to say if you are listening to this episode and you think that the new rules or missing some of these experiences are going to ruin your vacation it might not be the best time for you to take a vacation because here's the thing your vacation just like any experience is going to be what you make of it and if that is going to make you unhappy then maybe you need to rethink about you know, coming down here at this time. Yeah, there's a reason why Disneyland is known as the happiest place on Earth. And while Disney World is known as the most magical place on Earth, is because you're supposed to have a happy, magical time when you go there. And if you think these things that we mentioned in this episode are going to make your time not happy and not magical, it might be best to hold off. But we think, and if... and. Our opinions may vary if we didn't live here, but I think uh, my opinion would still remain the same. I would still want to come down here uh, during all this. Um, I would say that it's, I think it's still pretty magical and it's definitely worth heading down to Orlando. I 100% agree. Um, for those of you guys are, who are listening, regardless of whether you decide to take a Disney vacation in 2021 or you're waiting for things to change, um, a couple of park hoppers is going to be here to give you every detail oh, yeah. to help you have the most magical time when you come visit any of the Disney parks and all theme parks that we love visiting with you guys. So again, there's a lot of details about your Disney vacation that we didn't go over in this episode, but we would be happy to answer any questions you guys may have. Um, so definitely shoot us an email, hit us up on social media, and let us know what you want to know about Disney vacations in 2021. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and all other podcast platforms. Be sure to follow at Park Hopper Show on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and now join the over 10,000 people following us on TikTok. Again, keep an eye out on all of our social media platforms for all things theme park news. For easy access to all of our content and to visit our merchandise store, visit a couple of parkhoppers.com. And until next time, we'll, we'll see, see you around, around the parks. parks.